0: hey david what's up so uh you know how lately i've just started the show with the same joke being like hey what's up how's perpetual winter it's only raining here ha ha
1: ha 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 uh yeah but the turns have tabled or the turn tables
0: tables. (laughs) 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 yeah we got destroyed with snow this weekend or this week um i i will say though like it was it was definitely a weird day because i thought we were gonna cancel trivia and we wouldn't have a lot of fun and we had such an amazing crowd come out in the middle of a snowstorm and uh i would just i laughed so hard i even brought it up while we were um doing the show i was just like hey guys i just want to let you know that anybody who doesn't listen hears me make this joke about rain every week and look who's laughing now it's David.
1: (laughs) Yeah, we actually—it's pretty funny. It's been so mild up here. Like we've had a few uh, colder days lately, but have haven't had much snow. And actually, the when you think about it, you guys have had more snow this year in southwestern Ontario than we have had where I live in north north western Ontario. We haven't had a whole lot of snow falling since before Christmas
0: damn well so good since for you. then
1: it's always been just like the solid like it's just being stuff that hasn't melted because it's still too cold
0: no oh. do you know what isn't too cold what's that the hot takes you're going to hear on this episode of the scene on screen podcast
1: hey whether it's your favorite tabletop adventure movie or video game we've got you covered welcome to the scene on screen podcast with your host Sean and david
0: Welcome, welcome to the scene on screen podcast with me, Sean, and your boy David. And some technical glitches, which happened.
1: <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. How are you? What's up? Uh you know what? Not a whole lot. Not not a whole lot lately, actually. We're we're just kind of finishing up January and uh <laughs> what a slog right and i can't like nothing significant has really happened it's kind of boring
0: yeah dare i uh, say uh, have you been watching anything or playing anything for the last week i know you know what like-
1: i've been i've been dabbling a little more with my uh my steam deck just playing around with that um i'm, I'm still in like the customization stage of things like just trying different things out. Um, It's actually cool. There's a, you know, how, what was it? The Wii U and the Wii had like menu music and stuff like that. Yeah. So there's a plugin that you can uh, install on your steam deck that lets you change like sound effects and menu music and stuff like that. So I have like the Wii U uh, shop music as like the (laughs) background music on my switch or on my uh, steam deck. Yeah, you know, what? other than that, we've been watching, uh, and we'll talk about it later, we've watched the first uh, two episodes of The Last of Us. Um, What else? Oh, The Bad Batch. Season the 2.
0: Bad Batch. That sounds like a show I'm supposed to watch, but yeah. I never watch.
1: Yeah. Bad Batch Season 2 is out, so we started watching that. Um, yeah, I haven't really i really don't like I don't even think of the can't think of the last movie I even watched the last few uh, weeks.
0: Me neither. I think the next movie I'm seeing is Ant Man. So I that tickets for that uh, February seventeenth?
1: Yeah, I think we're gonna take a trip down to uh, Winnipeg that weekend to to go and watch it. But uh, yeah, other than that, what's new with you? Anything? We had like a really.
0: Um, interesting like week we just we've watched the last of us we uh we haven't really watched any movies or anything i've been i've been really hunkering down into the breath of uh breath of the wild um i'm really excited for for today podcast launch day because tonight i'm going to drop everything and i'm just going to focus on um playing golden eye because golden eye has been remastered and it's been Um, uploaded to Nintendo Switch online. So that'll be fun.
1: But here's a question. Are you going to be playing on the Switch or are you going to be playing it on Xbox? Because it's also on Xbox Game Pass.
0: I feel like I have to play it on Switch. Why is that? Mentally, the button configuration. I know it's the same pattern, but the letters are different, you know? But um, I'm still scouring the internet for a 64 controller as well.
1: Oh, I know. They the N sixty four controllers came in stock like mid December. But the Nintendo website was bugging out that it would not let me put it in my shopping cart. And then by the time the website was uh fixed, people had bought them all up. Oh. Which is annoying.
0: One day we will we will own them and it'll make yeah. our our nintendo 64 experience even better yeah um well yeah i've been really into just grinding breath of the wild though it's it's fun i i still it blows my mind that that game didn't ever get a patch where the frame rate would be fixed and it's it's mind-blowing to me that nintendo thought the mechanic of your weapon just always breaking was smart
1: but why it is, uh, like, what? It's, like it's annoying
0: Dude, it's so annoying. You get into like one fight and you go through like five weapons.
1: Well, yeah. No, not yet. Stupid. It's, it's part of the it's it's part of the adventureness of <laughs> adventure-ness of the game. It sucks so when you are going through a like a dungeon or like I forget what they're called, like the big epic the monster things. Yeah. Oh, the and um
0: the, the, the beasts, the mechanical yeah. beasts And
1: uh, you have like shitty weapons and they all break and you have to like get out of there. I think that's where my save is. Uh, the first one and I've run out of like arrows and I have like a, a club and that's it. And it's at like some auto save oh, no. And so anytime I die it just reloads the auto save in that area and I didn't realize how difficult it would be <laughs> it was at the time. Um and I think my manual save is like right in the same area too. So I'm kind of screwed. I would either have to like restart the game or try and sneak out of there with avoiding absolutely everything, which is just got too frustrating.
0: Yeah, no, I, I get that. I'm uh I always get frustrated because like I know I'm not skilled enough yet. So I like I go and take on these little swarms to try and Hopefully, find a weapon that's going to last, and you just get like opal or amber, and you're like, "Damn it!"
1: Like, mm-hmm. Being in these
0: little boss areas is so annoying. But what do what you think ever? they could?
1: What do you think they could do to update uh, the Legend of Zelda experience? Right, like Breath of the Wild was such a uh, a change from the normal or or the the Legend of Zelda that we thought we yeah well or like of times right like the difference between um the super nintendo version like the top down to n64 where it went to 3d was like a a massive jump but then it kept the same same mechanics for the n64 the gamecube the wii wii u like minus some of the motion controls and stuff like that. And then the switch it changed it to this like massive open world with like slightly different mechanics. But what do you think they could do next to just bring Legend of Zelda into the next generation, the next level?
0: So, uh I want to answer your question by asking you a question at the same time. Do you remember when Rockstar did the whole fuck around and find out thing with San Andreas? Mm. San Andreas had the whole like yeah it was cool because you got to change your own clothing by going into all the stores and Vice City kind of had that but if you ate a bunch of hamburgers CJ got fat if yeah. you went to the gym a lot he got fit mm-hmm. and if you didn't eat while you were on missions he would get tired and run slow
1: mm-hmm.
0: Grand Theft Auto 5 they got rid of all that stuff they let you buy like uh, eat food to like gain health like, and energy yeah, and stuff eel, yeah But you didn't have to get like ripped at the gym. I would say the Legend of Zelda has to do two things. Based on my playing experience so far. One. Make swords permanent. And make shields permanent. All the other stuff can break. But okay. Will that make you not want to use a sword all the time? Maybe. But I think half the fun... Is like knowing that I have a sword in my back pocket. It's not fun dying all the time. It really isn't. Uh-huh. Two, and this is this is my suggestion of all suggestions. I would say just get rid of some of the the, the hand holding that happens on fetch quests. It's not necessary. We have played Zelda since the early 90s. You're making these games easier. It's just like with the problem with Pokemon now. Everything is so handheld on Fetch Quest.
1: Well, like, the thing is, is that you've been playing the game forever, but there is whole generations of people that this is going to be their first Legend of Zelda game. Right? So it's uh, maybe at least have a difficulty option where you can turn off that. Hand holding stuff. I think that and and granted, I don't know, like maybe like there has to be like the master sword in there that's not gonna break. I would assume so. You'd hope so. There's gotta be something because like if if you don't have the master sword and it in, in Legend of Zelda, then it's is it a Legend of Zelda game?
0: Yeah, so far I found like th- there's like a few regular swords, like a broad sword,
1: mm-hmm.
0: one two handed sword. But everything think, breaks so quickly. I think
1: it would be good if they added, if they changed like the sword mechanics, so maybe like them not breaking, like maybe clubs and stuff like that, or like like wooden swords or yeah, like I guess those like training swords, like clubs, wooden spears and stuff like that. Maybe those break after a while, but I think that they, sh- they should add uh, like an upgrade mechanic right? So you could get like a rusted sword and it doesn't do a lot of damage, but then you combine it with kind of a a crafting mechanic where you can then like sharpen the sword and then it becomes slightly stronger, right? And maybe instead of it breaking, instead of swords or weapons necessarily breaking, they just become more used like in other games, right? And you could still use it. But it would just use do less damage, right? So you could upgrade a sword, sharpen it, change the materials and stuff like that. But as you use it more, it becomes duller and duller and duller and, duller and less, less sharp, right? Less effective, yeah. So, so something like that would be cool.
0: I agree. That was something similar to what I was thinking. It would be like a goblin as an example. Maybe your sword, your broad sword, has a 10% damage marker, right? Mm-hmm. But if you're fighting something else your sword might not be as effective. So you still have to use those other weapons. Mm -hmm. But like the game gives you all these weird weapons, like pitchfork, gardening, hoe, mop, leaf. Like I know the leaf is also used for friggin' like moving the boats, which is also insanely hard to steer, but
1: Mm -hmm.
0: I get it. I get it. Now, do you hear that in the distance? Something's going Uh, on. Do you hear it? (laughs) No. Do you hear that? I just did a bad thing. I regret the thing I did. And you're wondering what it is. I'll tell you what I did. I did a bad thing. Immediate buyer's remorse. <laughs>
1: Are you Even- serious?
0: Oh dude, I now feel so guilty when I buy anything like that, I don't fully 100% need. Like in all honesty, I did need a second controller. Did I need the new dual sense edge?
1: The a $300 controller. Imagine how many controllers you could have bought for the same price as that one. Two and a
0: half. <laughs>
1: <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> did I, did I want it? Yes. Did I need it? Remains to be seen.
1: What competitive what? games do you play on the PS5? That dude, weren't... I
0: I was going to record a video today of me unboxing it and then me turning on Fortnite.
1: <laughs> you know what? You laugh, but how many people bought Sounds that weird. controller just to, because they play Fortnite? Right, like hundreds so of thousands of people. I, sh- Maybe I shared millions. some
0: photos with the guys I play Warzone with,
1: mm-hmm. and they're
0: like, "Why would you want this?" I'm like. Well, have you ever played with the Elite controller? They're like, no. Like, there's bumper stumpers. You can, like, reduce your trigger length. And, like, racing games it's pretty good because you can have that half trigger. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to use it for a lot of it's also, like, personal uh, personalization functionality, which is really cool. But at the end of the day, I had to get a second controller. It was either I buy a purple or blue one or I just buy the Cadillac of all controllers and really enjoy games. So why not?
1: I mean, like there are other elite style controllers for for the PS5.
0: Yeah, a scuff is $50 cheaper.
1: Yeah, but can you can customize it just as much, right?
0: I don't think so. This one has function keys. I will tell you, though, like. It is probably one of the most balanced weighted controllers. It is a little bit heavier than the actual DualSense, but. It feel like I feel like it just feels better in the hand. Like it, it's a very like it feels very clicky. The buttons feel really nice and precise. The sticks is probably the best part of this whole thing because for those who don't know, the thumbsticks are removable, right? Mm-hmm. So if you do have some controller drift, you can actually get that fixed by replacing it for yourself.
1: You know, what? there is a company that uh, makes. Um, like electromagnet joysticks, and um, they don't actually uh, ever drift because it's uh, what's it called? gooly Kit electromagnetic joystick. They make uh, right now, and I I only know about this is because they've created uh, like replacement joysticks for the Steam Deck, and this is cool because this is what I think most companies should move to. Um, They do, they have, Oh, this is just instructions for installation, but pretty much instead of using uh, like a resistive um, joystick style, right? This company has one where it's using a magnetic field. So there's no actual like rubbing of materials. And so you're never going to get that, uh, that stick drift, but uh, it's cool that they at least allow you to replace the joysticks because uh, everyone knows like out of a controller, that's going to be usually the the first thing to go is the joysticks. I don't play hardcore enough to have ever really experienced any significant stick drift on any of my systems. Um, but I do know that like with the Elite Series controllers for Xbox, it can be pretty bad.
0: It's it's so bad when you have a controller and you're like, don't play NHL with that because you're banging the sticks too much. Mm. Um,
1: what is the, uh, how does it feel in comparison to the uh, Elite Series 2 controller? Because so, the Series 2 controller is pretty heavy. It's a pretty hefty controller.
0: I think my Elite Series 2 feels a little bit heavier because my Astro dongle is on the bottom of it.
1: Um, take your dongle out.
0: <laughs> all right, so I've got them in my hand right now. There is a significant size difference like they are. Well, yeah, the 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 PlayStation controllers,
1: the the PS5 controllers are pretty big, though.
0: I would say maybe the Xbox one is a little bit heavier, but I would say that's for two reasons. So the Xbox Elite Series 2 um, has a magnetic plate on the back for wireless charging. Technically, I mean, it's pin charging, so it's kind of the same. Yeah, but the nice part about that is you can either keep that little spot on your desk, or uh, and then you can just sit your controller on top of it, or you can feed it through the case and have your controller still sit on top of that. Mm-hmm. The DualSense does not have that; it just has a little door on the back of the the carrying case that you can plug your controller in.
1: Okay, so that's the only difference there. Uh, are are the uh, the triggers and stuff like that plastic on the PS5 one? Yeah. Yeah, see, because I'm pretty sure they're like a uh, metal or or a type of aluminum or something like that on the uh, Xbox controller.
0: No, they're they're plastic coated as well. The biggest difference I find on immediate touch is and you have an elite two, so you can identify with this as well. You know how your elite two over time picks up like a coating of like Cheeto big, dust? Well, it's not Cheeto dust, but it's just like it's almost like it's skin, right? Like your controller gets dirty really easily because of the the way the rubber is. It's like a very grippy rubber, but it just it picks up that like
1: you need to exfoliate brother.
0: Yeah, maybe. I don't know. (laughs) But like I've had a bunch of controllers that have had that problem. This is smooth to touch. Yeah. There's no texture on the handle at all.
1: And I think part of it is uh, it's like the rubber texture that they have on the xbox controllers that just kind of starts to wear off
0: yeah just like maybe it's just the rubber there like i can show you on mine but Mm -hmm. like it like literally just flakes off but like i've gone through this is my second elite two and the like i know that you can still tighten the sticks and stuff there's lots you can do with this controller i'm really excited to see what it can do and how it plays but with fortnite with fortnite I might load up Warzone on the Xbox or the PlayStation as well. But my mind's on Xbox right now because Xbox had a little presentation. And it was pretty much the exact horse and pony show that you'd think Microsoft would release in a January to try and take your mind off. The fact that the Activision acquisition is going, okay, (laughs) I guess now that Europe's kind of involved, it's changed a little bit more. And Sony can't depend on the United States to bail them out. That's true. But they showed off five titles and we're going to talk about them. Of course, they showed off the new Minecraft Legends uh, gameplay trailer. Now, I'm not going to lie. This looks fun. It's a PvP where, according to the uh, the directors and the developers, the only way you can ever be successful is you work as a team, right? You can't just drop in a game with no microphone and not communicate with people. They've also changed the art style of my our minecraft a little bit for this game mm-hmm. so it it looks a little bit different um I don't know it's kind of interesting that you get to you get to build your your village as you start the game and then you can continue to build resources to help further your campaign and it does work like other minecraft as well so every time you load up the game is
1: completely different
0: I like that. I like that you have to pick your base. You have to start building. You have to kind of follow the map the way you go.
1: Okay, but like, hold on. What kind of game is it?
0: It's a co-op PVP. It is a spin-off of the ultra popular sandbox survival game. Legends, perhaps unexpectedly, a multiplayer action strategy game. We'll have both a narrative co-op mode as well as a PVP mode with procedurally generated environments, um, which is a must it looks fun. I'd play
1: it. Yeah, we'll we'll probably give it give it a give it a little bit of a a, a chance. But oh, well, we I can mean, do that in May. After a while, like the Minecraft, like it's when you think about it, Minecraft kind of came out of nowhere, right? And it took the world by storm. And then people are still playing the base the base Minecraft game, but it's spawned like an entire like different universe right like there's a whole bunch excuse me there's a whole bunch of uh different minecraft like styled games well not style games but like what was that other one that um came out that was like a a top-down like action rpg uh minecraft dungeons dungeons right and then there's minecraft story mode there's minecraft like there was a a minecraft um What's it called? It was like uh, by Telltale Games.
0: Was there one?
1: Yeah, there was like maybe that's Minecraft story mode. I don't know. What
0: was the game that we played that was like a four player party game that you had to work together? Was that not also Minecraft or was that some game entirely different?
1: It might have been, I don't know, a different game completely. Who knows? Hmm.
0: Okay, what else did they show off? They showed off Forza Motorsport. Not yeah, they,
1: Forza Horizons, but Forza Motorsport. This yeah, is like we're, the we're back like on the, the sim. Yeah, which is pretty sweet. These games always look friggin' phenomenal.
0: Um, this game actually does look incredible. They're adding uh they're adding more tracks. They've said that the visual output is going to be higher than the last three games combined. They're really focused on that that guy ray tracing.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: He's our friend, right? Um The biggest thing that they showed in this entire demo was just how presentation is going to be focused on just fine details, lighting. Um, The one thing that I I thought was really interesting was how they're now going to have realistic behaviors with dirt. So as dirt gets caked on your vehicle or parts, um, realistic physical behaviors, how the light will hit paint, the different type of pigment pigments in paint, Um, suspension and exhaust, you'll see all these things where sometimes you wouldn't.
1: And I can't wait to play this on my 24-inch 1080p TV.
0: I kind of want (laughs) to get a racing wheel just to play this game.
1: You know, I've seen a lot more racing wheels uh, on sale lately. Um, I know that like right around Christmas, there was a ton um, on sale for, I think the Xbox one was the ferrari branded one yes it was at
0: walmart for like two something
1: yeah um but you know what if i'm gonna get a racing wheel i'm gonna get one that has a like force feedback on it Do do you see yourself playing for
0: the motorsport for longer than just trying it out do you like do you play through these ones or do you just play through horizons
1: you know i i generally play just through horizons um for for motorsport i don't know like it's one of those games that if i'm just bored and i don't want to play anything i just want to kind of bum around um I'll this isn't a game you can
0: really like bum around in
1: like yeah, it's, it's like i do a few sim a, a few races and then i don't want to spend the time to actually get good at it so i stop playing it but like <laughs> with the horizons you could just like pedal to the metal go ham and then it's it's about the being the fastest right and you just need to kind of know how to work the brake to to drift and shit but uh, I don't know. These games are always cool to just to, I, I always felt that the like Grand Turismo and Forza Horizons or Forza Motorsport have always just been kind of like tech demos. Like I know that they're full games, but yeah. they're, they're always just there to really show and push the console and show the visual fidelity that, that the console is capable of, which is pretty cool. But uh, again, I, like I'll dabble on it because it's going to be free on Game Pass, but uh, I mean, I'm I've never really been a huge, huge racing fan. So,
0: do you remember? I think it was like Forza Four and maybe Forza Three. Um, I can't, I can't remember when it stopped. The voice acting was done by Jeremy Clarkson and like the Top Gear crew, and then oh, it just yeah, stopped. I think it was after like the whole controversy with him. Mm-hmm. But like it was just so like you felt like you're really into the game because it was like somebody that you knew and you like you followed for that kind of stuff. But yeah, I will. I will dabble in it. I don't think I've completed a Forza story since Forza 3 or 4. So like it's been a while. I just I, I don't care enough. I think that's the other problem.
1: Yeah, I think the last like Forza game that I beat Beat was uh, Forza Fast, like the Fast and the Furious one.
0: That was a Horizon.
1: Yeah, it was. And it was a short right. game, too.
0: Next up, they showed off Hi-Fi Rush and they released it right away. And they made a joke about it, too. They were like, well, we hope it didn't get leaked. I had no idea this was coming.
1: Yeah, it looks kind of cool. Like the animation style, it's like uh, it, it it's it's kind of cel-shaded, like those old school games, but it looks like a uh, animated cartoon, which is pretty cool. Like it looks really good. It's a uh like action, almost like an action RPG but rhythm based. Yeah, it's a rhythm fighter. Yeah, so it looks pretty cool. Um you know what? I, I honestly did not even realize that it was actually out on Game Pass right right away.
0: Yep, it was given away right away. Now, the cool thing that I thought, or like I talked to a pl- uh, a guy that I know who plays a lot of these like rhythm games. And he was saying that like he really appreciated that there was an immediate emphasis on if you're going to hack and slash and button mash, you're not going to be as successful as somebody who's f- playing the game to the rhythm of the game. And the one thing that they really emphasize while they're doing their demo of the game is, how the soundtrack is 100% to to a T, so you can like determine what your attack pattern is going to be and what the attack pattern of your enemy is going to be by the beat of the sound. And like when you're going through levels and traversing, and there's traps again, it's the beat of the the music that is going to help you guide you through the game. So a keen ear is going to be key for Hi-Fi Rush.
1: <laughs> you you totally had the opportunity to, to pull a Pocahontas joke there.
0: I don't think so.
1: Beat of the drum. Beat of my own drum. Or is that... What is that from? No, that's not from... Uh, it's from a Netflix show.
0: Oh, my God. My backpack is a parachute. Or my parachute <laughs> is a backpack. I'm going down. Um... It was done by Arcane Studios, right? So or not Arcane, it was done by the people who did Evil Within. Even the trailer was funny. From the makers of Evil Within, and the makers of Evil Within 2 naturally. Just really well thought out. I think this game will be a lot of fun. Uh and this isn't even a game that I would like typically play, but I'm going to because
1: Xbox it's on game has a better platform. Than it's <laughs> oh my god it says the guy who just dropped like 300 on a playstation controller
0: well my elite controller didn't want to feel
1: alone <laughs> now has a friend now you put them together now kith
0: my, my buddy was just like you could have just bought a steam deck i was like semantics, <laughs>
1: semantics. <laughs> okay so what else did the show they showed um Elder Scrolls up- Online. Yeah, what they showed another prefer? cinematic trailer for Elder Scrolls Online, which Necron. you know what. I have to admit, Elder Scrolls Online. When that game first came out, it was uh, subscription based. It didn't have the best reviews. They kind of changed their model to make it free to play with, like ESO Plus. So you could still play a monthly subscription, but essentially it gives you some like extra in-game stuff and some uh, in-game credit to spend on cosmetic items and stuff like that uh they the game has been going on for years now and they keep releasing some major major updates i own a significant number of them not even and i'm like nowhere near like i haven't scratched the surface of this game at all and every time they release or announce a new expansion i just feel even more and more like not distraught, but like disappointed in myself because the game is so big and I'm not seeing I haven't seen like a, a fraction of it. And uh, but it does look cool for a cinematic trailer. That's the only thing is if if you watch this trailer that they release, it's like, oh, this looks freaking amazing. But the game looks like garbage in comparison because, yeah, it's like what when it came out, like 2015 or something like that.
0: You want to know the first thing that went through my head and you're going to laugh? It's like, damn. I wish Fallout had an open world RPG. And I was like, wait, they do. Bethesda will always listen to its fans. And I think that's important to remember here. And we are months away from Starfield. Mm -hmm. Months. And I can't. can't wait. I guess. Is is there, is there, a, uh,
1: is there even a release date uh, for Starfield? Yeah, no, there isn't just this year. We're just we're announced. <laughs> we're not too far away from an announcement of the release date.
0: Yeah. So in the summer, we're going to get an announcement and it'll drop in November.
1: Yeah, something like that.
0: Calling it. Okay, What else did they show? They showed 10 minutes of gameplay of Redfall. I want to know your thoughts, because you immediately said, oh, it's a Left 4 Dead clone. And you're not wrong. But also, like, it's a first-person shooter version of it.
1: Left 4 Dead was a first-person shooter.
0: Yeah, that you had to play with your friends, and it was really bad.
1: You Left 4 Dead? No, was it wasn't. I hated you're Left thi- 4 Dead so bad. Yeah, I know. You're thinking of Back for Blood. That game wasn't very good. No, that game ha-
0: really sucked. That was because, beyond normal sucking. Because
1: suckers. they include... they. They made like, a card mechanic. <laughs> a card mechanic. Why? Um, you know what? Redfall, it looks interesting. Don't get me wrong. I'll probably play it for a little bit and then and then stop playing it. Um, surprise, surprise. I was just going to say
0: shocker.
1: <laughs> but it literally just looks like a knockoff of Left 4 Dead or Back 4 Blood or any of those like, first-person four-player multiplayer team-based shooters and this time it's vampires uh, but I think the main difference between this one and all those other ones is that like I guess each of the characters that you play has like a special ability
0: yeah like that raven thing
1: yeah so like that's kind of cool it might add a little bit of uh, variety to it but overall like the, the each level is going to be the same you're going to be going through a uh, decrepit town or building or something or other and you have to go and kill some big bad boss vampire at the end of it and there's gonna be hordes of them i don't know we'll play it what would you consider
0: a sandbox first person shooter
1: what would i consider a sandbox first person shooter
0: A a sandbox so like i know what a sandbox game is it's like limited like limitations period but apparently, this game is classified as a open-world sandbox FPS with four-player co-op available. So a sandbox FPS would be considered a style of game in which mi- there's minimal character limitations to the gamer, allowing the gamer to roam and change any virtual world that will. So, so
1: like... This
0: trailer and it looks hella linear, but I guess it's not.
1: Uh, I don't know. So is it? Are they saying it's like a first person version of The Division?
0: That's so. That's what I was thinking when they go into like that firehouse, right? Because The Division was fairly close to as open world, sandboxy as you can get. But I just don't see the whole. I mean, they don't show off a gear tree or anything, and I thought. I thought the weapons and the gear is what made the division so unique. Mm-hmm. Because the way the division worked, and I remember our fateful stream with uh, our other podcast group. Actually, that wasn't even a podcast, was it? Yeah, it was. No, that next, was just us. Next that was just
1: us hanging out.
0: <laughs> um, but we did a stream called David Falls Down, and it skill matched to the highest level of the four-person party, but you'd have to do these like insane raids to get weapons that were good enough to carry you through the game, or you could just pick up weapons off the ground or off people that you've defeated, like, um, like NBCs. Yeah. But if, if that's the case for this, I'm, I'm okay with that. That looks all right.
1: I mean, yeah. Like, uh, I think if, if it, if it's open world and you have customization on your character, like full customization, then sure. Let's give that like a, I will eat my words and say that it's not a Left 4 Dead clone. But um, so far, most of the trailers and the video stuff that I've seen, I just, I'm just i just getting Left 4 Dead vibes with vampires.
0: And the robot from Record.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, you know what? I'm surprised that they didn't really show anything of Starfield. Like, nothing significant. I, I'm not. I'm not. I mean, now, like, everyone was like looking for it, but this is clearly just uh, like was a developer direct to kind of tide people over until Starfield. Yeah. Now,
0: can we talk about something a little bit serious for a second before we do the la- the Last of Us? Sure. So this is a little bit more of a sensitive topic, so uh, listener discretion is advised. Um, have you seen this TikTok trend right now regarding Hogwarts Legacy?
1: Um, I have not.
0: So there's uh, a viral video that has gone out, um, which tons of people are stitching, essentially arguing with this woman. But this woman is saying, um, to loosely quote it, that uh, you're a bad person or a horrible person if you play Hogwarts Legacy, not even purchasing it. Purchasing it is even worse, but just playing it or the thought of enjoying that game makes you a horrible person. Because no matter how hard Warner Brothers and um, Warner Brothers Development Studios, Warner Bro- uh, Brothers Pictures tries to distance herself from J.K. Rowling, it's always going to be minorly attached to Harry Potter in the name because mm-hmm. she created the wizarding world. Now, for those who don't know, J.K. Rowling is incredibly transphobic and she's alienated a chunk of that fan base that is used Harry Potter to escape. Now um, I had a conversation with somebody the other day and also my other half. And she told me straight up when we were watching some of these TikToks, it's like, it's like, no, that's not going to make me a horrible person. I can't, I can't be judged for something that made me feel safe when I was younger. Like, yeah, the creator is shitty. Uh-huh. And I, I understand that just as much as anybody else can understand it. But I think in this situation, Warner Brothers and Avalanche Software have done a fairly good job in distancing themselves from the, the license material. So you'll notice that Harry Potter isn't included in the game. He'll probably get mentioned at some point, but it's also like a prequel to the movies by like 100 years. Yeah people are just like, Hey, I don't think if you're one of those people who listen to this show and you're bullying this woman for being wrong, don't do that. Shame on uh, you. Yeah. That like, it doesn't make it any better. Like she's, she's wrong for the way she's insinuating people are, are acting, but like, we need to, we need to find a common ground. Games are supposed to help people escape. Now I challenge you guys because, and the name is on the tip of my tongue. But the creator of Rick and Morty just got released from his job. Um, Uh Justin Roland, Royland, he's Rick and Morty's creator. And he is also the voice of Rick and Morty. I believe he's been dropped due to abuse charges that he has on himself. And then Squatch games has, or he's resigned from that as well. So he's now distancing himself from all projects one he was removed for one he left on his own so he's no longer involved with any of the the dev or the character generation or anything else that they're doing with high on life right Mm -hmm. so take that conversation that we're having right now about abuse and yeah it's all it's all relative to the point i'm making with hogwarts it's if everybody's so okay with him separating from himself, but the show has to go on and they're going to do another season. They're not involved with JK at all on this project. From what I understand.
1: Well, no, they're not. The the thing is, is, you know, when high, high in life came out and then all of these like uh, allegations came out afterwards, but people still were enjoying that game. Right? Like they're still playing the game. And I, you don't hear as much. Uh, oh, if you're still playing this game, you're a horrible person because it means that you support abuse. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, JK Rowling created Harry, Potter. now, okay. Full disclosure. I don't really like Harry Potter. Um, I never really, I never really got into it. Uh, it. It doesn't really do anything for me, but I can understand and appreciate the universe and the characters that jk rowling created um and it was a universe that kind of promoted uh inclusivity right like uh, accepting people's differences and and like learning to take them and grow and become stronger and become better people so all of this stuff was created there's like a huge huge following like it is probably one of the largest and most well-known uh ips of all time
0: yeah and like both books and film
1: Mm -hmm. um and so so many people grew up reading these books and watching the movies and, and playing the games that came out and all that stuff and they were not doing that and thinking guaranteed that like you're not watching the Harry Potter movie and be like, Oh my God, I love JK Rowling so much. I look up to her for creating this. No, you're watching it and playing these games and, and reading these books to become engrossed in the story and the, these characters, because those characters don't necessarily portray what the creator is, is thinking like, or, or feeling or, or their opinions on stuff. Right? Because if it did, then you would have transphobic characters in Harry Potter, right? Like You would have all of these things that um, J.K. Rowling has has mentioned in recent times that people are upset about. So I understand the feelings behind people saying, like, if you support this game, if you support this movie, or if you support this book, then you support the negative comments that the creator has said, but this game has nothing to do. Like JK Rowling doesn't have any, as far as I know, any influence on the game, on the game's direction or anything like that. The only influence that she has is the fact that she created the Harry Potter universe. Mm -hmm. Right. So it comes down to, okay, like if you feel that strongly that you want to boycott Harry Potter stuff, then you might not have been someone who grew up strongly influenced by the Harry Potter books, like being part of that culture. Right. Yeah. And if you are someone who thinks that, Oh, okay. It's either like like black and white, right? Either you, are going to boycott this game and hate everything JK Rowling's, regardless of, you know, your, your own opinions, just because you, you, if you don't, you don't support like the LGBTQ, LGBTQ community, right? You know, it, it's, it's kind of ridiculous, especially in this day and age. People, like you said, people <laughs> play these games and watch movies and stuff like that to just escape reality. Yeah. can and I read
0: you two lines from the article for sure. Um, So, the developers have made sincere attempts to distance Hogwarts' legacy from Rowling. Rowling, Rowling. Uh, Public statements have been made clarifying that the author is not involved in the game's development, and the game goes way out of its way to be as inclusive as possible. Nevertheless, Rowling's loud transphobia has ensured that the game can never completely run away from the outrage she generates. Now... The biggest thing is it's now called Wizarding World, right? It's not just under this Harry Potter IP. Like, obviously, it's all connected, mm-hmm. but they're all trying really hard to get away from her. While also, like, Warner Brothers owns the IP. At the end of the day, they can do whatever they want with it. But that that's the one issue. Now, the, the article ends in a fantastic way, I think. It says, Rowling has left gamers between a rock and a hard place. Supporting the game signals that her creations will thrive regardless of the hate she spews. However, boycotts are more likely to affect innocent developers rather than the wealthy author. If Avalanche Software could succeed in giving Hogwarts Legacy an identity separate from Rowling without com- uh, compromising authenticity, it could be a very successful franchise.
1: Mm-hmm. Like, at, like at the end of the day, any Harry Potter related content is money's going to go to J.K. Rowling's. Right, but if people can get past the idea that she doesn't have creative control anymore over this stuff, so the content that's being made is the creative content create is is the creative ideas from completely unrelated people with that don't share her views, then you should be able to enjoy it. Right, and and if even if you can't get past that, if someone else is going to enjoy it, being part of like promoting inclusivity is allowing people to enjoy the things that they want to. Minus, okay, like granted, there's some, certain limitations. You know, anti-Semitic stuff. Like I'm, nobody's going to support a game that you know is literally like echoing anti-Semitism or or like a, an actual like transphobic game kind of thing but there's going to be there's none of that in there so just let people enjoy it like you and uh, your other half of being like super excited for this game since its first announcement yeah so you know what like and the thing is is there could have been these outcries from the beginning but now that the game is coming closer to release I think it's a lot of these people that just want the attention online just to start controversy, just to be the topic of conversation that are, that are starting these complaints just to get it going. And you know what? It's working. Like they're, they're getting the attention that they want. Um, But you know what? Once the game comes out, it's going to be the gamers that determine whether or not it's a good game or not. Right. Like, like yeah.
0: It's unfortunate that she'll likely make money off it. And that's where the rock and that hard plays really kind of come into effect. Um David and I are both supporters of um the LGBTQ plus community. We're not shying away from the 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 conversation that's here. And we do believe that all gaming and all pretty much everything should be inclusive at this point in time. Mm
1: -hmm. There is
0: nothing that I can think of off the top of my head that shouldn't be inclusive.
1: Mm -hmm. I mean, like I'll play the game eventually, but I probably won't enjoy it because I don't really like Harry Potter. So it's a win win for everyone.
0: Like I will say (laughs) like on a, on a gaming point of view, like it does look well thought out and incredible. Like they're, they're putting in the work. Mm -hmm. Um, There was a quote from Alan Two, the games director addressing some discrepancies. He's saying he says, I think for us there's challenges in every game we've worked on. This game has been no different. When we've bumped into those challenges, we went back and refocused on stuff. Of course, now I have to pay for the rest of the article. (sighs) Uh, Bumped into those challenges. We went back and refocused on the stuff that we really cared about. We know our fans fell in love with the wizarding world. and We believe they fell in love with it for the right reasons. He said, we know that's a, that it's a diverse audience. For us, it's making sure that that audience, who always dreamed of having this game, had the opportunity to feel welcome back. Uh, welcome back. They have a home here, and it's a good place to tell their story. Thank you, Alan, too. Thank you. I, I really hope that nothing crazy happens when this game gets released. I hope for the people who made it they have a successful launch i hope for the people who who need this game in their life they enjoy it i hope for the people who want to boycott it they boycott it respectfully Uh because again it's portkey and it's um alan too it's it's these people that are working on the game it's not her she has nothing to do with the project and that's very important to to separate in this situation. Yeah. yeah, she sucks. She's horrible. Terrible human. But we also have to look at that, that this isn't from her.
1: Yeah. And you know what, if you feel so strongly that you don't want to support her and you don't want to support the studio that's making it, then buy the game secondhand. No one no one makes, no one wins in that except for you can still play the game that you secretly want to play without supporting anyone.
0: Oh, interesting. Um, (laughs) As I'm just like plowing through all these articles to make sure that we didn't miss anything. The character creator here is broadly inclusive and allows a wide array of gender variants, vocal tones, body types and pronouns. That is the choice to be referred to as a witch or a wizard are all on separate sliders.
1: I want to be referred to as a hat.
0: I want to be a warlock. But
1: isn't a warlock like a very angry wizard? I hope so. Yeah, I think so.
0: I just I hope I hope for everyone's sake that this this does what it needs to for people. Mm -hmm. It's it's a tough subject. We would have been remissed and we would have regretted not talking about it.
1: Because it is important to talk about. Mm -hmm. Can we talk about something depressing now?
0: Yes, Absolutely. (laughs)
1: you want to talk about the last of us the last of us tv show holy shit so okay folks um
0: we're not going to spoil episodes we're just going to talk about it we will do it at the end of the series
1: yeah um because a new episode drops every sunday on crave or hbo and this is
0: a very unique situation in which if sean has
1: actually sean has actually watched all of the episodes out by the time we're recording. <laughs>
0: oh um, no, the unique situation in this show is if you've played the game, and we're just talking The Last of Us One at this point. Mm-hmm. We don't even know how deep it's gonna go into that game. But it's to canon. Like there are a few things that they have changed.
1: But yeah, just for plot the like progressing the plot a little faster, right? Like
0: I mean, yes and no in the second episode with the the controversial yet surprising death. Well, not surprising, controversial death. We'll call it that. Did you get that far in The Last of Us? Did yes. you, David? Yeah, okay. I did. So you know how that was completely different. Yeah. Um, yeah. My God, I felt a few times like I was playing the game. Like yeah. I literally just zoned out. I was like, holy shit, am I playing this game? Wow.
1: You know what? Okay, so the first episode was uh, directed by... Neil, I forget his name, the director or whatever head of Naughty Dog, and the the writer of the, the series. But I I gotta get his name. Uh,
0: Neil Patrick Harris, Neil no. Diamond, Neil Pert.
1: No, Neil. Um, so hold on, hold on. Uh, created by Craig Mazin and Neil Druckmann. Neil Druckmann is the uh, co-president of Naughty Dog, and Craig Mazin is. Did you ever watch Chernobyl? No, I did not. Jeez, you got to watch Chernobyl. Uh, Craig, he wrote the tr- HBO special Chernobyl, which came out a few years ago. It's so good, but he knows how to make good, gripping, and enjoyable uh tv series now the fact that they actually had the like the co-president of of uh naughty dog working on the production of this series goes to show that they care not only about the like the ip and the story but to keep it true to their original vision yeah right um the first episode, honestly, was so good. And if you've played the game, you already know what's, what happens. But the, f- the the fact that they've managed to add a little bit extra to it, just to expand a little bit on some of the characters, right? Mainly so his you, daughter. You grow a, a little bit more of a connection with them. Um, but some of, some of the stuff almost shot for shot, felt exactly the same as the game which felt so cool right wow. because it's like I've seen this I've seen this, what did you say wrong I said
0: wild no I said oh, wild. Wow. <laughs> uh,
1: like it, it was so cool because when we see movies and TV shows that are based off video games they're usually loosely based off it do you remember doom 2000 and what 2003 with the rock yeah terrible uh, movie how oh yeah but then they had like near the end there's this big hype that they're going to do a first person shooter sequence and it was like okay this is kind of cool it's like the game right super hype for that but this was to the a different level like the the amount of work and dedication to this show is shown right away in that first episode
0: there is no video game tv adaptation or film adaptation that's even close super Mm -hmm. mario bros from 1988 sure why not You, you you can't touch a classic like that no silent hill bad um resident evil they are exactly what you think those movies are the halo show ass what was that show when we talk about it every once in a while that was a video game and a tv show
1: a video game and a tv show oh remember
0: so it it, it Yeah, affected it was
1: out on ps the- it was out on ps3 and or xbox or something like that or like 360
0: yeah um damn it i can't remember what it was called.
1: Well oh. and anyways I think uh Pedro Pascal is a was actually a pretty good choice for uh playing Joel um a little bit different like Pedro Pascal he's uh he's from
0: He's the Mandalorian. He is he's, literally just the Mandalorian in the first episode.
1: <laughs> well, that's she, uh, what she who shall not be named said. It's pretty much the Mandalorian. But uh, no, as as someone from Chile. So he has defiance. Uh, the game uh, was defiance uh, defiance. That's right. So he's from Chile, right? Um. So he's got that axe slight accent, but not so much in the last of us. Like his, his acting is is good enough that you you feel like he's that character that they created in the game right like he really embodies Joel from the game and i thought it was a I wasn't too sure like i like him as an actor he's he was great in uh he's probably one of the best characters in uh, Wonder Woman 1984 or whatever it was um and he's done some pretty good good work but uh i thought i think that he fits really well in in this um i don't know he's like not th-
0: as rugged no, right? like Joel was really rugged.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think maybe that allows the 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 audience to connect a little bit better. With maybe, with him. Like- but I don't know, it's uh, I, I'm super excited for this, like it's one of these series that I'm happy, I'm glad that they're releasing a new episode every week. So you don't watch it all at once. Because I want to just say, yeah, you want to just kind of savor each episode and and get excited and like, oh my God, at the end of every episode, it's like, holy shit, what's going to happen next? I have to wait. Um, But one of the coolest things that they've added to this that's not really in the games is the beginning. They have like an opening kind of like...
0: Game of Thrones kind of beginning.
1: Yeah, where... I, I, I I agree with you, but I've never seen Game of Thrones, but it's unrelated to like the, the actual story in the sense that it takes place like years and years before. So it kind of gives you a little bit of a background into, um, the outbreak that is happening in the, the, the universe of the last of us. So that's really cool because I think it's set up or, or so far. You can either have played the game and really enjoy the series because it's it's so closely connected and so well done. And also people who have never played the game can enjoy it because it's so well written. But then also yeah. this is a testament to Naughty Dog and their story telling abilities.
0: The Last of Us is probably one of the top five story games I've ever played. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm like it's funny cause I haven't played that game since I beat it on. I want to say a PS3. So yeah. I like, as the game's progressing, I'm remembering things and I'm like, Oh my God, what the hell? What? This is crazy. I made a joke and it didn't stick um, with my other half, but we're watching. It, and I was like, Oh, that's so weird when they're in like, um, like a rundown house or something or an apartment. Mm-hmm. I was like, what, what's so different? I was like, This can't, this isn't like the game. And she's like, what do you mean? You've been saying it's like the game the whole time. I'm like, yeah, but if this was like the game, there'd be a dead TV there and a PS3 sitting right beside it. (laughs) Just like they used to do in the game all the time. Right. And like when you, they walk into shops to be like old Sony cameras and a VCR, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, Bella Ramsey, I believe is her name. The girl who's playing Ellie. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Perfect choice. Very, very good.
1: I like her yeah like i don't know i i think um i don't remember ellie being as aggressive in the game
0: no she had more of a like uh like i don't know her inflection when she swore was a little bit different but she still swore a ton
1: yeah i just i feel i i just didn't uh, granted it's been a while since i played the game so um I I feel like in the TV series, Ellie's a little bit more more aggressive just in general. But uh, I think we're going to see that progression of their relationship grow a lot better than in the game, um, because just of the way that the the two actors are and and how their characters are being played. Um, yeah, I'm I'm super excited for for the next episode. Um, and you know what I love is that the episodes are actually like a decent length. None yeah, of this an like, hour
0: and 21 minutes and then well, 50 minutes.
1: Yeah. Right. Like none of this like crap that Disney pulls where it's like, oh yeah, we're going to have eight episodes and they're all going to be a range between like 20 minutes and 42 minutes. Right. Like when you watch the last of us, you are sitting down to watch like a feature length film.
0: Get your popcorn ready. Yeah. Okay. That's it for The Last of Us. I don't want to spoil it. And I'm about to spoil shit if I keep talking. So I'm going to stop. Now, I just want to quickly run through last night's trivia, and then we're out of here. Is that cool? That's cool, right? That's cool. That's cool. Congratulations to TWB Disney trivia winner Thickums. They killed it last night there was actually a lot of really healthy and fierce competition. Um, it was, it was refreshing to see everybody just so hyped up with the Disney theme. Now I will say that like we've done a bunch of trivias and by far this one had to be one of the most electric. So we will be doing more Disney more often. We've heard some of your suggestions about how final Jeopardies work and how, um, we'll be doing some Disney stuff going forward. I'm really excited about Disney plus night, which will be kind of fun because it expands that horizon a little bit. And again, our next show is on the eighth and we are doing stupid Cupid. That is the eighth, right? Um, Yeah. February 8th, we are doing stupid Cupid. So it's going to be rom-coms and all that other fun stuff. So, Thank you again, everyone, for coming last night, braving that thor- uh, snowstorm. Thickums, congratulations!
1: What Hopefully was a, you guys
0: are a repeat champion?
1: Do you know what the the final score was?
0: Uh, I can pull it real quick.
1: Because let me tell you this: um, she who should not be named found out
0: that she has access to the trivia file.
1: No, 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 she, she doesn't. But she saw on our Instagram that uh, it was Disney, and she said. That she would completely destroy everyone
0: the I honestly so my other half told me she wasn't able to go. I was like, oh, that's too bad um like she had to work later or whatever, so we were well, like I, I ran through everything with her. she got ninety five percent of the questions right um the Before Final Jeopardy, the top two teams had 850 points and 645 points. So there was quite the lead.
1: Okay, so I'm going to, what I'm going to do is I'm going to uh, ask her all of the questions. And by her own admission, she says that she would get, like, perfect.
0: Can, Can I do this with her? Because, like, a lot of them are audio. I will definitely like sit on a webcam with her and do this. Whole sure.
1: Thing. We can, we'll, we'll set this up and then see if she actually is the reigning Disney champ as she says she is.
0: Uh, it was, it was a very close. Uh, I have a feeling the teams from trivia meets world and two Musketeers are going to come back with a vengeance on Disney plus night, but that'll be soon. How soon? You'll never know. Cause we'll tell you when we know, <laughs> <laughs> But we want to thank you all for listening to the scene on screen podcast for myself. wow, wow woo, woo, is it very nice? And David that Hansel's so hot right now. We want to thank you all for listening and we'll catch you on the next episode of the scene on screen podcast.
1: Peace.